Change. This is a time for change. Big change is happening everywhere. You know, if it's racism, if it's violence, it's rooted deep in our culture. We can start right now. And it starts with our mindset. If we learned it, we can unlearn it. And then we can help each other. There's so many things that we need to improve on today. In many ways, 2020 is the biggest test of our country. And for that matter, the world. Hello, welcome to the third episode of The Hustler Musician. This is your host, Alessa Ray, and this is a space where we share stories and advices from musicians and professionals. Wow, 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 wow. What a year, 2020. First of all, I want to start this episode by mentioning that this year has been weird, has been tough. And yesterday, I reposted something that I found on the Instagram feed of Don't Keep Your Day Job Instagram. And I really felt it. I really felt in the bottom of my heart. So I decided to reshare it. So it says like this. What if 2020 is not canceled? What if 2020 is a year we've been waiting for? A year so uncomfortable, so painful, so scary, so raw, that it finally forces us to grow. A year that screams so loud, finally awakening us from our ignorant slumber. A year we finally accept the need for change. Declare change, work for change, become the change. A year where we band together instead of pushing each other further apart. 2020 isn't canceled, but rather it's the most important year of all of them. When I say weird, it doesn't mean that I say that it's a bad year. It's a year of change and change is always uncomfortable. Since this year started, I started this year very heartbroken. First of all, when it started the year, I went to Vegas with my best friend who was my roommate. And in that moment, of course, that I thought she was my best friend. I thought this was my year, that everything was going to be awesome. But then like one month later, like, you know, I was basically kicked out of the U.S. I mean, basically because I got the visa denied after building like four years of career in L.A. after building relationships but not only that, I also started to have problems with my roommate or my best friend, whatever you want to call it. Just to make the story simple, she stole me $2,400. Like that was how huge the problem was. Like literally from being my best friend and my roommate, it ended up so bad, that relationship. In other words, my 2020 breakfast was being kicked out of the U.S. and being stolen money from my best friend or my roommate, whatever. And not only that, later on, the COVID-19, the unemployment that goes after that. And it's, it's really heartbroken because I feel that it's not only me. It's something that the entire world is going through. It's not only me who is heartbroken. It's the entire world and I feel so bad from the bottom of my heart and so sad for my Americans brothers and sisters who are going through a very very harsh time now in the U.S. 
with this protest and riots going on. Everything, everything. Because LA has been my home and because I love America. But you know, I am very proud of what you guys are doing and I feel super proud because you are getting together and fighting for equality. And you know what? We can see the change. In a week, I am very proud of everything that Americans have accomplished because they are fighting together. I don't know what will happen with COVID-19. Probably people will get more infected because they were getting huge gathering during the entire week. But I think that racism is a much bigger problem than COVID-19. And I'm super proud of people getting together to fight and to fight, fight, fight to get things better and to improve things. So today's guest is Philip Garcia. He's the founder of the blog Vision Quest Down. He will be sharing with us his stories, his journey as a musician, and how he switched from being a music producer to a media creator. Philip is the perfect example of how changes can create huge impact in your life. Vision Quest Sound is a blog where he invites guest bloggers to contribute. He also hosts a podcast where he spreads creativity, arts, and stories. He will be telling us how one thing took him to another, how working as a chef made him work for Sony, how being a telemarketer helped him overcome rejection, and how genuine networking could be life changer. His credits include NBC, Universal, Miramax, MTV, and others. He's a perfect example of a hustler musician and a hustler creative. Let me welcome to our guest, Philip Garcia. Hello, Philip. Hello, Elisa. Oh my God. I've known you for Instagram like, like for a month, but I know you, but I don't know you. So it's weird. <laughs> it seems like 10 years, Alessa, that we've known each other. <laughs> And we never met in person. Oh my goodness. Why? Why? Where, where you been? I'm here in LA, but it seems like we have. Why I haven't met you? I'm mad at you. I know. It's like we have the same, we have tons of mutual friends. We've been to all the same places almost. We've been in the same school. Well, schoolmates. <laughs> school. But you know what? You teach me a lot because I actually, when I started this podcast, I, t I ask you, like, I feel a little bit intimidated because I have to ask strangers to have uh, conversations or to, to invite them as a guest. And you were actually <laughs> you were actually telling me that that was the most exciting part. And I found out that actually it is exciting <laughs> because you get to learn a lot. So that's why I save my questions for the day of the podcast, you know, because I want to know so much about you. And I think that you have so much to tell me and so much to te teach me that I was I was like, hmm, probably that. We should leave that for the podcast. <laughs> I don't know even when to start. Because you are a musician. I know that you've been at MI. You're a musician. You did the audio engineer program. And I can totally see that because of the production of your podcast. So let me tell you, everyone. Um, Philip is the founder of Vision Quest Sound. I love that blog and I love the podcast. I love your guests. I love your artists, everything. Tell me a little bit about you. Like, where are you from? Um, where did you study? Your music journey? Ah, everything. Okay, I'll give you the short version. So I'm the second of four children. 
born in Los Angeles, California. I come from a musical background. My dad is from the Philippines. My mom is from Japan. My dad, being a touring musician, he's also a music teacher, musical instruments that were scattered all over the house. Wow. So those are my toys. And, um, you know, they're all weird kind of instruments, you know, because they were either broken or salvaged because we really couldn't, you know, afford any real instruments. That led me to become a, a great candidate for band camp and church. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so I kind of grew up playing in, in the band, all kinds of weird instruments. But I think my main instruments that I had fun with were uh, probably guitar and piano, but probably more guitar. From there, my dad exposed me to a lot of different uh, genres of music. So that helped me to be more scatterbrain, uh -huh. which is uh, a blessing and a curse because now... Now I keep jumping from genre to genre. Oh my God, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess in the end, it made me a real fan of music in general. So I really, really appreciate music, sound, the voice of different instruments, of different countries, of different cultures. Hmm. Growing up in a multicultural family in America was a struggle. And so anyways, I think in, in my teens, I, I found out, you know, my love for music and sound um, I, this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to do something about music. So I had a, I was looking at, uh, I guess a magazine, you know, um, and then I saw, uh, an ad for Musicians Institute and I was probably like 13 or 14 hmm. and I was like, I want to go there. That's my dream. Ooh. Fast forward all of my embarrassing jobs, you know, of high school and gigs and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and silly hairdos, you know what I mean? <laughs> Funky clothes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fast forward, I went to MI and uh, to learn. So you went you went at 13 at MI? No, no, after high school. Okay, okay. Right, yeah, I was at the crossroads. Mm -hmm. Like most teens or, you know, after you graduate high school, you're like, where am I going to go? And, you're, and your parents start to pressure you, right? Okay, you've got to go to university. You've got to do this. You've got to have a backup plan. You've got to be a doctor, lawyer, mm -hmm. fill in the blank. But I was stubborn. You know, I wanted to be a musician. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be a rock star. I went to MI. I needed to learn theory, ear training, harmony, because I didn't understand, you know, music. I knew how it made me feel, mm. but I wanted to learn how to create tension, mm. how to release tension. I didn't know how to do that. I just knew that music made me feel emotional, happy. It created change. Yeah, basically more to know what were you doing, basically, right? Because mm -hmm. that's what I see from most of the musicians who already know how to play and all that. And, but then that's when I had my awakening as a musician, as an artist, as a creator, because I knew that the goal of being a musician was you have, you have to have a, a great recording, right? To sell your art, to promote your art. And in order to do that, you need mm. a good production and a studio. You need money. <laughs> I didn't have that. Mm. So that's the problem, right? Out of frustration of not having enough money, right? That gave me fuel to learn everything that I could about recording, producing, mm. which meant interning at local studios, volunteering, which led me to interning at, you know, some of my favorite studios like Sony, Columbia. Oh, wow. You, you interned for them? Yeah, yeah, I did. Oh my <laughs> God, that's amazing. How did you get your internship? Well, indirectly, I got a food service gig as a cook, as a prep at Sony. Oh my God. That was the key. <gasps> oh my God. And it was a little weird because, you know, it was like, how is the cook going to get into this area? But That's the third door. Yeah. So that's how I got in because I would see the executives, the A&R people every day. It was tough. It was hard. Because it was the battle of the minds, you know, of, of my mindset, of my own inner voice, where I was working, it was like 10 to 12 hours a day, and there's traveling, and it's in Santa Monica. Mm -hmm. I guess there's choices every day. 
And little by little, I would learn a lot from these producers, these A&R people. And I got my first chance to see a real big studio, what they did, who was there, the engineers, who was recording. And that inspired me. I gained some skills along the way, and I was learning Pro Tools and MI as well. And I just kind of hung around that crew, you know, of producers, engineers, and always in the studio, which led me to invest in my own equipment. I became like a bedroom producer and started producing tracks for friends. I really loved it. Producing came naturally for me. Oh my God, I love it. Yeah, it happens to most of the people because uh, doing music, it's expensive, like you say, so you have to learn everything yourself. <laughs> that is so fun. And tell me a little bit... Um, because I've seen that you had credits on NBC and a couple of credits. How did your music journey like started, like your career? Oh, yeah. That's when the fun began. It happened at MI. <gasps> okay. One of my great friends at MI mm -hmm. opened up a music publishing company uh -huh. just out of nowhere, right? Uh -huh. Songwriter. And she asked me if I had any music to submit. And I was like, well, sure, um, here, here's a, here's a whole lot of them. And some of them were the worst tracks that, you, that you'd ever hear. <laughs> they were just so bad, you know? <laughs> but fast forward um, a few weeks later, I don't know, maybe a month or, or two, I started to get notifications. Mm -hmm. Your music has been picked up and is being used in, in these commercials and these TV and these, and these shows. Oh, my God. I was blown away. But I knew that this is what I learned from that moment, from that experience, being in the right place at the right time and net and the power of networking. If I wasn't there or if my friend didn't believe in me, if I wasn't just networking all the time, this would have never happened because what happened from there is it just snowballed and I got work credits and everywhere and then I gained new connections with different music supervisors and music libraries and I learned so much oh, wow. because before then I was always struggling on my own trying to submit to different people one by one here's the email will you you know knock knock on the door so from there I learned about the importance of teamwork and and really giving back because I knew that it wasn't just my music I knew it was about the team and about helping each other grow ah oh. Yeah. So your peer was the one who opened like a music publishing and she began like to meet all these people, music supervisors and all that, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Because I worked also when I was in LA, I did an internship in um, music publishing as well, Latin music specialist, where they they put all also the the music on TV and all that. They have a couple of my music though. But Ooh, I want to hear that. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. But... <laughs> But they, I mean, nothing happened, nothing happened. Like, I, I don't know. I think that it takes like a while for it to get in TV and all that. Wow. That's cool. We got to talk about that soon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so that's how mm, I like that. It makes total sense. It makes super sense because there are a lot of music publishings and music libraries and all that. And like you say, it's so time consuming and so frustrating, like submitting and submitting and submitting and getting no's knows knows and sometimes most of those people don't even listen because they receive so much material i guess that's the lesson right there you know the power of networking growing and expanding your network each day so for example something as simple as and maybe overlooked as linkedin uh -huh. you know linkedin is a great platform yeah where everyone likes to glorify their their job title right director of engineering at back to the future productions or something like that right everyone loves that <laughs> It's a great platform to network and to make new friends. And that's a goldmine. So I recommend that. For example, if a musician or someone 
who is pursuing music, if they want to get more placements on TV and what would you recommend? What would, you be, what would be your best recommendation for them to get more credits? That's a loaded question, but here, let's, uh, let's approach it this way. So if an artist has a good catalog of music, a good catalog meaning 10 songs mm -hmm. that are ready to go, the best thing to do would be to reach out to music libraries and um, become friends with music supervisors and filmmakers, independent, and try to get placements through there. So how do you do that? How do you reach out to them? Through LinkedIn, through Facebook, through doing what we're doing, right? Inviting them to your show, letting them hear your music. To go a little further than that, I think indirectly is better today. For example, this is weird. A lot of the music executives or people in the music industry, they play tennis. Oh, really? So if you go play tennis, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you play tennis? I used to, but things like that. So that's a networking source, playing tennis. Oh. Yeah. I mean, it could be hiking. It could be coffee, tennis. If you're in a different state or somewhere else, I would say definitely podcast is the way to go. <gasps> oh, my God. God. <laughs> that's the key. That's the gold secret oh. key to making new connections, to branching out for brand awareness. So what you're doing is excellent. I love what you're doing. I'm learning from you, Alessa. <laughs> <laughs> Why, and I'm learning from you. <laughs> that's so true. And especially, if, yeah, and they're going to feel flatter, actually. Because at first I was like, oh, I'm going to waste their time. But then I realized that actually they feel flatter when you invite them to your podcast, right? And hey, come and, and talk about yourself, right? Absolutely. You know, podcasting, since I started, I've learned that it's a great place for therapy <gasps> for both people. So you're going to get your therapy by talking to a real live human being that's giving you moment to moment feedback and they're going to get therapy because they're able to express the stories that were hidden, that were locked in a, in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. I love it. And not only that, also the audience and the listeners because everyone will feel related. If you are feeling a certain way and if I'm feeling a certain way, why won't people who are listening feel a certain way? Because at the end, your audience is like you. Yeah, wow. So thank you for inviting me on your show. And thank you for inviting me to your show. Yeah, I know. Okay, so for our audience, you've got to check out on Vision Quest Sound, Alessa has a podcast about her life story and her artistry that you got to check out. So we'll put the link in <laughs> <laughs> on this episode, hopefully, Alessa will, will tell you more about that later. Of course, I'm going to print more the hell because I, I think that Vision Quest Sounds should have more views because you have a lot of content. You have a lot of episodes. So please rate, rate and review. <laughs> so I want to ask you, and how often do you write songs? I mean, do you write like everyday tracks or how do you get inspired? Uh, how is your creative process? My direction has shifted from a music producer to a creator. And I know creator is a loaded word. Hmm. Right now, I kind of lead a group of a creative team mm -hmm. in Los Angeles. We make content. I manage our advice blog, our uh, newly launched music review, where artists and creators submit their music and we, we review them. So that's what I'm doing right now. And I would say um, I'm a media producer right now. To answer your music question, it's a natural thing for me. So I, I play music every day, you know, on uh, my instruments, my, my guitar, my piano. Mm. And it's an art that will always be with me. I have a love for music. 
I'm a big fan of music first. That's my number one thing. That's my first job, music fan. I'll never give that up. So sometimes I have friends or artists that I work with that they need help with their song, like maybe an intro or a verse or a chorus or just adding a little finesse, you know, adding some ambience reverb or some um, extra guitar parts. I'll do that. I do that every day, you know, and I do it from my heart. So I think that music is a natural part of my lifestyle. Hmm. So if I'm not making a podcast, if I'm not editing a video or shooting a video or writing a blog, then I'm going to be, music is my life. It's, it's, a, it's, it's our culture here. I think that creating is like a snowball. The other day we were talking about with Lauren that she basically was recommending like musicians and creators to do more things rather than the than main pursuit. And it makes sense because creativity is like a snowball. You can be creating either a song or a blog like you And even though if you're not making music, your creativity is still rolling, right? Yeah, yeah. I like the way that you put that. The snowball. Yeah. Because I, I kind of understood like that. At the end, the creativity is like rolling. And how did you come up with a blog idea? And how long have you been doing? Probably um, the last two years, it's, it's picked up. So I launched Vision Quest Sound in uh, 2010. Mm -hmm. And we were a music studio, right? So we have services for artists and, mm -hmm. and creators. Audio recording, mixing, mastering, producing. You know, we just love to have fun, make videos, music videos, and collaborate. Mm -hmm. But then I learned that, here's another hack too, that in order to grow a business, any kind of business, or your artistry for brand awareness, mm -hmm. it's important to have a blog on your website, Right. Let's take it a step further. So we're used to the blog that you just write. Oh, I today I ate breakfast and then I went out and took a walk with my dog. That's what we think. Sometimes we think of a blog. Yeah, that's the thing. Blog is so huge and it tends to be confusing. So, yeah, I want to know a little bit about blogging. So that's the old fashioned blog. But then for brand awareness, I guess the hack is create a blog that creates a ruckus that engages your audience, that invites them, that makes it group participation. So an advice blog, that's one thing. I need to invite people to be guest bloggers. Hmm. So then that's where it started to pick up because then I was seeing the community grow and there was more value given to others. And it came back to me. Hmm. I was like, wow, I can't just sit here. I have to be responsible. I have to lead. I have to curate. I have to host. I have to create vision. I have to improve the platform. I have to empower them. Yeah, I love that. So then we started doing profiles and creator profiles and stories. And then it just kind of blossomed from there where it's not just a blog. It's an advice blog. It's a music blog. We share stories. We create art together. There's some collaborations. There's some wonderful partnerships that have uh, blossomed mm. out of this. So it's become a worldwide thing. Look at what it did for us, right? You're featured on our podcast, on our advice blog. You're on our YouTube channel. I could have never imagined just one little idea of the word blog blossomed into a whole platform. It's a beautiful blessing to me and it's growing every day. Yes, <laughs> but also podcasting is a blog nowadays. I think that a lot of content are considered blogs. Blogs can be like YouTube videos, you know, some YouTubers that they say that it's their blog, you know, that the, they just share their life or they just do stupid things and vlog, like David Aubrey and all that. Oh, my blog. Vlog can also be articles like yours. Vlog can be podcasting. Podcasting, it's it's like a blog, kind of, right? Absolutely. Um, because it's your community. The beautiful thing about podcasting, what we're doing here today, we're bonding. We're growing our network. There's brand awareness. When you add video, it's called put a V. So it's vlog. 
Exactly. It's vlog. <laughs> <laughs> what makes you learn from people? Because while doing vlog, I can imagine that you meet like a bunch of people. It can be weird. It can be amazing. So <laughs> what lesson do you learn like from meeting a lot of people every day and inviting them to your vlog? What stories, what interesting stories do you have to tell us about people? <laughs> <laughs> well, I learn from everyone, you know, and being that our advice blog is um, multicultural and it's global, mm. I learn a lot about different cultures and different genres of music that I would have never heard or, or knew about if it weren't for the blog. One real valuable tool that I learned was the power of uh, referrals. Mm -hmm. So the power of referrals um, is so important. And there's books and uh, blogs about this in itself. Every time we get a blog article, we always ask for a referral from a friend because the gift about the referral is everyone grows. Everyone, right? You grow and their friend who they refer grows. And the power of referring, I guess the, the gift of it is that, Galessa, if you were to refer your friend, mm -hmm. they would be delighted. They'd be flattered that you saw the leadership in them, that it will strengthen your bond together hmm. and then it'll multiply i go bananas about you they go bananas about you everyone goes bananas <laughs> it's a gift that keeps on giving and we all want to grow in a way that's natural and organic i, I want to talk a little bit about your side hustles while you were a musician <laughs> 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 and your struggle as a hustler musician <laughs> your most hilarious job or something hilarious, a story hilarious side job, I don't know, whatever story fun or whatever. Well, they're kind of painful, but I guess, let, let me see if I can laugh at it now, looking back. Okay. When I was, I guess, a younger version of Philip, mm -hmm. struggling musician, hustling, I did have a telemarketing job that didn't last long. Mm -hmm. And I worked at a ticket agency. Mm -hmm. I worked at a taco stand. Mm -hmm. That was kind of funny. Mm -hmm. and painful. Mm -hmm. And I remember having a couple of jobs mm -hmm. at the same time, but I think the telemarketing job was definitely, that was painful. But I learned so much about rejection. Oh my God. Yeah. Right. For a musician, it's amazing to learn. That. Yeah. I learned the lesson later on in life. So that will always be a marker. That failed telemarketing, embarrassing job that I had, they were training me to be who I am today. So so I have a lot of respect for any telemarketers that are doing their job today because that takes a lot of guts. You know, I forgot what we were selling. I think it was some kind of printer supplies. But anyways, there was a whole script that you learn and you learn how to create a debate, um, which is all relevant for today as a musician because we're creating our art and we're selling it in some way, whether it's for funds or streams or views, right? Mm -hmm. It was painful. You know, I was a growing musician and later on in life, I always look back at that because that's almost the analogy of life. You have to bounce back and you have to, you know, remember where you, who you're representing, where you are and your why. Those jobs of rejection, like heartbroken, it's a musician's story. <laughs> Sometimes, I don't know, I just prefer being broken as a musician. Because yeah. at the end, my my heart's going to be broken, even though if I if I go to an audition or if I apply to a job, like <laughs> both ways, my heart will be broken. <laughs> Sometimes the best music and the best art comes out of being broken. A lot of the artists oh, yeah. and creators that I work with, when I receive articles or when I hear their music, it's so full of emotion and pain. And I, I, I can see 
Why? Because, you know, the artist's mindset or the artist's mind and heart and life is scarred. They've been through some torture. It's not wired to be a doctor, a lawyer, or stay at a, a, an architect, right? Oh, my God. <sighs> Tell me about that. <laughs> I love that. We're messy. We're messy and emotional. <laughs> yeah, we're just a complete a basket case. <laughs> my goodness. Right? The art. The artist's life. That's why it's so important, right? The artist's way, the prescription is you have to do your morning notes, right? Oh, yeah. The morning pages. <laughs> yeah. If you don't, oh, boy. Alyssa, how long have you gone without doing your morning pages? What's the longest you, that you've gone? A day? A month? A year? I used to be pretty consistent on the morning pages, but then I stopped. And now I'm trying slowly to do the morning pages because I have to wake up very early for this new training that I have, MLM. <laughs> Ooh, oh my God, we got to talk about that. God, we got to talk about that. <laughs> so I'm guilty of not doing my morning pages. So I remember when I was doing it, there was a sense of being free. There was a sense of creativity, of flow, internal flow and rhythm in my life. And your life is able to breathe and you're able to uh, communicate not just to others, but to yourself. And that's kind of important because it's internal before external. That's the power of doing your morning pages. You resolve yourself. There's resolution. Yeah. And the longer you go without doing your morning pages, it's you're keeping this negative energy. It's just circulating inside. So I'm trying to get back into that now. That's one of my struggles. So thank you for letting me go through my therapy right now. <laughs> yeah. Right. And realizing my own pain. When you write your morning pages... Then you kind of realize the, th the things that you didn't express, right? Absolutely. Yeah, the truth comes out. The truth. That's important to be truthful. Don't filter yourself. Mm -hmm. I know there's always a fear of someone looking over your shoulder or someone reading. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I have that too. <laughs> so if you can, just bury it, throw it away. But as, as long as you, there was a release, you know, that you let it out of your crazy mind. Oh, my God. Yes. Right onto the paper. You've done justice to the artist inside. Now that I'm thinking, when I was like a little girl... I used to write a lot, but I didn't know that it was called morning pages. I just wrote whatever I felt because I felt that need of needing to express and write it, everything down. So I had this habit of writing and writing and writing and just writing whatever I feel. Because sometimes I would be mad at my friends at high school, but I didn't want to tell them in their face because, you know, I just felt that I was going to fight if I told them right away what I, what I was feeling. So I did like this morning pages or, or anytime pages, however you want to call it, to express myself and to vent. Because otherwise I knew that if I were going to, what's going to fight them, it was going to be a huge problem. Wow. I see that in you. That makes sense. There's some resolution in you. Although we still need to reinvent thyself every day and do the morning pages. Yeah. But I, I, I can see the flow and the peace in you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, I can hear from your voice and now listening more to you that you meditate. I'm sure that you meditate, right? The solitude. I practice solitude. How is your meditation routine? I like to read. I guess the ultimate uh, solution or place is to be just by yourself in a quiet room, you know, no distractions, focusing on your breath. That's great. But there's other ways of meditating, like right? going for a walk, 
sitting on your porch, just closing your eyes or just gazing at, you know, the birds. Mm -hmm. And sometimes just, just playing the piano. Oh, I love it. Is that your meditation therapy? Yeah, they're all meditation. Or even listening to music, you know, soft piano music. When you when you tell someone meditation, they just think about like, mm, and, mm, and just focus on your breath. So you think that anything can be meditation. Uh, uh, playing the piano can be meditation or just being alone can be meditation. Like you, you consider that meditation as well? I think when... Uh, Um, I really want to meditate. It's going to be some kind of focused thinking and letting go. So whenever I can, I can let go. I think that's a, a good meditative state when I can stop the noise from the outside world just a little better than usual because we can't stop everything. But if I can bring the focus back to my breath, mm -hmm. wherever I am, we may never have that perfect space to meditate, right? We may never have yeah. uh, 30 minutes of complete silence or five minutes, right? And everyone's different in a different world, in a different city, right? So if I can find five minutes to meditate, to relax in my car, you know, where I can just let go, relax and, you know, be free. Hmm. Wow. What was like your major challenge in life? Have a challenge that... Or things that, you know, you had that didn't go the way you wanted. My challenge as a musician, I think we can relate to here, is advancing my career. You know, as a producer, you know, at one point my dream was to have all these records to produce for artists, for the music to be everywhere, to be on bigger movies. I realized that everyone's at their own stage and phase and everything happens for a reason. Oh my God. That's my struggle and I live that every day. I guess my mind... I always feel stuck. Oh, yeah. Like your expectations probably are, are high and you feel that you're stuck because you have an expectation. Yeah, I think that musicians, we tend to, to feel stuck. Even uh, when I practice like an instrument or my singing or whatever, sometimes I just sit and, and think like, what, what else can I do better? I feel that I'm by myself and that I watch all the YouTube videos. So I don't know how, how else I can move forward or even in my career or whatever. I just feel that life and time has stopped and nothing is rolling, you know. And now, for example, there are a lot of things going on especially in the U.S., not only the coronavirus, but only the protest that's going on. A lot of crazy things are happening. Uh, what do you think that, that can be like a, a positive thing that can be taken out of everything? You know, America's been hit very hard. It's under attack. 2020 has been a very difficult year, which we thought would be like the tipping point of, of the world, right? Would be the best year ever, but it's the biggest test for the whole world. And America mm. right now, the coronavirus, now the protests, racism. We recently went through a series of protests all over the states, looting, violence, chaos. So what can we do differently? Mm. What needs to happen? change. Oh yeah. This is a time for change. Big change is happening everywhere. You know, if it's racism, if it's violence, it's rooted deep in our culture and it's in our mindset too. So if we learned these habits, these bad habits of racism, when did we learn them? Oh, a long time ago. It's going to take a lot of effort from people to create this change, to get better, to improve. I would say we can start right now by helping each other, mm. by being closer, by reaching out, because black lives matter. Yeah, of course, yeah. That's the theme that we're seeing here all over TV. We can start right now. It starts in our mindset. So if we learned it, we can unlearn it, and we can help each other. There's many things that we need to improve on today, and 
in many ways, 2020 is the biggest test of our country and um, the world for that matter. Uh, many people might think that 2020 is like horrible, but it's like you say, it's like a test and it's when biggest things can happen. Most of the companies are broken, but at the same time, it can be like a huge opportunity for businesses to yeah. grow or for people to start their online business, for example. Because I think that the business online would be the future. This lockdown can be a huge opportunity. Richest people have been started in chaos. And I think that this protest and all this, it's bad. But at the same time, people are speaking because this thing has been for years rolling in the U.S. These things are of, of cops treating badly to Af African-American people or trying to kill or whatever. And this is a time where people finally are speaking up. And their voices are heard now more than ever. Amen. So here are some takeaways of what you just said. Out of frustration of not having money, that gave me fuel to learn everything about recording and producing. Two, it's all about being at the right place at the right time, the power of the network and the teamwork, helping each other grow. Three, best networking hacks, LinkedIn, which is a goldmine, Facebook, inviting people to your show, or indirect networking, like playing tennis. But definitely, podcast is the way to go. The secret key to make new connections. Five, podcasting is a great space for therapy for both parties. Six, in order to grow your business or your brand awareness for your artistry, it's important to have a blog on your website. Seven, referral is a huge power. Eight, the artist's mind and the artist's heart in life is scarred. It's not wired to be a doctor, a lawyer, or an architect. Nine, when I was doing my morning pages, there was a sense of being free. There was a sense of creativity. You're able to communicate not just to others, but also to yourself. This is a time for change. If we learn these bad habits, we can unlearn. We can start by helping each other, by being closer, by reaching out, because black lives matter. It starts in our mindset. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Thank you so much, Philip. Please follow Vision Quest Sound on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Apple Podcast. Please leave a rate and review. If you like this podcast, please leave a rate and review in Vision Quest Sound Podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in. I'll leave you with a song of mine. <laughs>